This is the Plot Blueprint Podcast, where we will be discussing all sorts of aspects of story. Hello. Writers, we're uh, starting this podcast, which is the Plot Blueprint Podcast, and this is going to be episode one. It's really just a teaser for future episodes uh, to let you know what we'll be doing. Um, I think we're going to pretty much be doing unscripted conversations about elements of story, including plot and character. So so my name's Alicia Raisley, and I write the historical and romance, and also I've done a little mystery and a family saga. So um, I don't want to say I write all over the board, but I don't f- feel that I'm confined to any one particular type of story. Now, James, introduce yourself and your story. I'm James. I write just whatever I feel like. Um, I don't really stick to one particular genre, um, and uh, I mostly focus on uh, plot and character interaction and uh, character relationships, I would say. Well, I was going to ask what's the common thread in, because if we both write kind of um, outside the boundaries uh, of genre. Um, I don't write cross-genre very much, you know, mixing genres, but uh, I, I feel like I can pretty much write in any genre. I can enjoy that because I am most interested in relationship. And the relationship can be a romantic relationship or a parental relationship or a friendship. Um, the family saga I wrote, which I found it really complicated to write but rewarding, was five different characters interacting with each other in a family situation. So I would say the common thread for all my writing is I'm interested in not just in character or primarily in one character, but in how characters interact, how the relationship becomes a character in itself of the story. What about you? What's the common thread, would you say? Um, probably similar that it's, um, it's about the characters interacting with each other and uh, growing and changing um, with their interaction. I'm also I'm trying more and more recently to use setting as a character. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to add that, um, which is kind of the point of why we're doing this to uh, help people figure out what. Uh, to add to their writing style. Yeah, I think that uh, while we go through, we honor each other's and we honor our own interests in writing and don't try to interfere with that. And that's important because I started out as a romance writer and there's nothing so stigmatized as romance writing and the fact that 99% of us are women might have something to do with that, but that... Um, that to be a romance writer is constantly to be asserting your right to write what you want to. And so that's been very important to me that everybody's got a right to write what they want to. And we're going to talk about how whatever you want to write, you can make it better. You can make it stronger without changing what you essentially think is important about that. So we're both interested in relationship. I think I'm interested more in the dyad relationship, relationship of two characters. Um, the one book I had, which had the ensemble cast, although I enjoyed writing it, I found it insanely difficult to keep in mind all these, because 
with two characters, you have one relationship. Mm-hmm. With five characters, you can have, what, 25 relationships. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I kind of like to keep things narrow. I think of myself as a narrow writer. If I were a poet, I'd be a sonnet writer because I keep, you know, I want the 14 lines and the iambic pentameter. I like to write in a narrower frame. What about you? Um, I, I mean, for me, it depends. Usually, I mean, almost everything that I write, like the first scene that I actually type out is almost always a conversation between um, uh, between two main characters. And it might... Um, and uh, the... I mean, it might completely change after that. So, I mean, one... Uh, story that I'm writing that has an ensemble cast cast started out as just a conversation between um, two of the characters and um, um, but I mean but also but ensemble casts are difficult to write that's why that's why there are lots of examples in popular culture that uh, you know it was attempted and it wasn't accomplished very mm-hmm. well or one character ends up being sort of supreme, yes. and the others are just like minions. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's it's it's difficult to do. You know, I think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, her name's in the title, and that was meant to be an ensemble cast. But uh, you know, there was never any doubt whose name was in yeah. the title, and and so that is very difficult to do. I mean, I think when it's done well, I also think one of the things that we're going to talk about some, which is the idea that story is story and medium. It, uh, is diff- is includes story so that what an ensemble cast we know works very well in television yes especially in series television seasonal television uh, episodic stuff that works really well because it can feature one at a time and all that it probably does not work as well as in, in novels or a play but we're going to say story is story different stories work better in different media however at the basis is a story that works yes. and so we're going to talk not just about novels which is what has always been my uh, um, central st- uh, strength, but also film and uh, play, because uh, I, I study Shakespeare a lot, and, and uh, um, of course you've worked in uh, that sort of thing too. And and um, with uh, and uh, what else? Uh, uh, games mm-hmm. and um, short stories, even. Uh, what else is there? Well, I don't know if we're going to too much, do too much epic poetry, although we both are very fond of the Odyssey, which is epic poetry. <laughs> the I, epic is just epic poetry. I mean, I also like Gilgamesh. Okay. <laughs> I just about skipped that. I don't know what we're I'm trying. running out of epic poems. Beowulf? Beowulf. Beowulf? Okay. Well, I have read Beowulf. So. Uh, but we're going to assume that no matter what you're writing, if it's fictional, you're going to be interested in creating a good story. And so, so we'll be talking about different, um, different genres and different media and, uh, not, they're not necessarily interchangeable, but we're not going to exclude anything that seems like story to us. Yeah. And I mean, from conversations that we've had, particularly about, uh, uh, stories in video games, the terminology becomes confusing because, uh, because the because the terminology in one medium uh it might have the same word as in another medium but they mean different things i'd say the first one comes to mind to me is beats a beat in a novel 
is actually within a scene mm-hmm. and it's unit of action. That's that's not what a beat is in film, and it probably isn't what a beat is in in drama, and it certainly isn't what a beat is in poetry or music. Yeah. So so we're gonna uh, when we use terms which are not self-explanatory or uniform, we'll, we will be defining we'll them. try to explain. Well, we'll define them as we understand yes. them. Because sometimes you take these things and you adapt them. And I know I've adapted the idea of beats um, a lot when I uh, do conversation, uh, write dialogue, that if, I, if one character asks a question and the other character answers it, that's a beat of conversation, even if it's not a beat in the larger sense. So, so we'll define terms as we come through them. Now, we're going to be eclectic, but basically, this is the Plot Blueprint podcast, so we're going to be talking a whole lot about plot. What else? Um, I mean, we're also just going to talk about things that we find interesting in the moment. Um, I know we want to do villains and anti-heroes at some point. Character, yeah. Um, Uh, Not just character, but characters, Yes. Uh, not just how you do characters, but you know what are types of characters like the villain or the protagonist, uh, the buddy. So, what else? We're gonna theme now. Um, theme is one of those terms which is very hard to uh, define, and also is different in different uh, genres and different in different media. So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about theme at some point. Other writing elements, dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, setting you. Yeah, uh, so at, at Gen Con, I um, uh, listened to a really good uh, seminar about uh, using setting as a character, and uh, one of the main points was that uh, that uh, the just like a character will have an arc, your setting also um, has an arc in the time that the story takes place. We might not see that an entire arc. Um, uh, but that, that arc is occurring and keeping that in mind, uh, will help you write setting, um, better. And so I thought that was really interesting and that's just, that wasn't, uh, uh, that wasn't really how I'd ever thought of, um, setting before. And it seems really simple that, I mean, so like if your story takes place in a forest. Well, you know, the forests go through seasons. That's that's an arc, and it seems really simple um, to think about. But it's something that if you don't, like, if you if you're not thinking of and you're not focusing on, you um, might be able that in focusing on that, you might be able to make your your story stronger, deeper. I think also, I I like the way that connects up with my preoccupation with this plot structure which if you have something like this is set in a small town in the summer what's happening in that small town in the summer is the little league baseball team you know going to the nationals or you know is there something going on is there is there the run-up to a the mayoral campaign or something like that once you have that you're adding a dimension the the exactly the same story can be taking place between the characters but Mm -hmm. it has this extra dimension and gives them more to do so that's it hooks up with Structure, which I like a lot, is the idea that you know, beginning, middle, and end. There's three different parts of your story, and and something changes substantially in each of them. So I like. Um, so I'm I'm going to always be saying how how do we connect this to the plot structure? How do we connect this to the three acts? Um, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, other writing elements, dialogue. I think we're both mm-hmm. really interested in, um, and uh, and point of view. 
Yes. And point of view is another term that is really very different in, say, film and drama than it is in uh, novels. And uh, so, so we'll, we'll talk about point of view. Anything else? Can they have right off the bat? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, because we're gonna. I mean, this is sort of like jazz. We're just going <laughs> to. Uh, we're going to discuss things as we think of them. We're going to riff and improv. Yes. I always wonder, though, I just went to a jazz concert, and it didn't seem improvisational. It seemed like, okay, the singer stops, and then, you know, the piano player has a solo, and the bass player has a solo, and the drummer has a solo, and then we segue right back into the singer, and I think, that looks pretty rehearsed to me. That doesn't look improvised. But anyway, we are actually going to improvise, so um, we're going to be very much more jazzy. So uh, some other things we're going to do, plot cr- critiques. Uh, when we find a plot that we think is specifically uh, interesting or good, we'll probably yes. do it. I think we'll probably only criticize, uh, be critical, negative about plots which are like huge sellers. Yes. That we can't, you know, anything we say is not going to damage it because, yeah. you know, karma, you don't want to come back to you. <coughs> I, mean, cause, I mean, both of us were not particularly negative. No, but people. there are sometimes when you see something which is a huge huge seller and you're saying why did this happen and you have to get critical to figure out why is this a why did this sell so well when to our minds it has this these huge flaws it's bad yeah or when it's just flawed shall we say uh other things we'll be doing uh, a q a session uh maybe once in a while if if, uh you all want to ask uh questions about plot or character or whatever we'll use that um send us a question we'll try and answer it um and and we're going to also be occasionally um, doing some kind of writing on our own and then reporting on what worked and what didn't work, progress reports kind of. Um, I think I'm interested in writing process mm-hmm. and very much, you know, uh, what are techniques that can help you write or get over writer's block or get over a hump or figure out a problem. What else can you think of? Um... I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, I know I know we've talked about discussing anti-heroes and uh, villains um, in particular. Um, um, so I imagine we will also talk about, um, you know, interesting protagonists, interesting <laughs> um, characters, and how... How specific we get, I guess, will be up to us. I'd also like to talk about, you know, what we call memes, memes and tropes. Uh, you know, the, the idea of the journey, um, or you know, whatever comes to mind, um, the makeover. You know, where someone is transformed into, you know, the the ugly duckling becomes a swan. Types of types of plot. Um, also, you know, the kind of trends and and plots that we're seeing, um, and uh, whatever else comes to mind will be eclectic. Uh, but um, we are um, going to try to focus really tightly on story more than you know marketing or um, or motivation you know uh, to get you writing. We assume that people who are interested in plotting are already already have their own story ideas and and they don't need to be motivated um, to find a story idea. So let's see what else. Let's talk just a little bit before we close. Um, one thing, what do we each think is most important about story? Or the most important element or the element that uh, seems most useful to focus on for a writer? Uh, I, I think 
I think plot and the structure is really important to um, to focus on, particularly if you're not um, that experienced in um, writing, and also even if you are, it's also important to um, to focus on. Um, I mean, particularly in uh, movies. I know I've seen quite a few um, films recently that just don't seem to have a, a, a coherent plot for whatever reason, and the or the structure of the the actual structure of the story uh, was not uh, done very well, and I. Th- I th- I think that's one of the easiest ways to write a bad story is to not uh, put an emphasis on the plot and the structure of your story. I agree. I think what's what I see within structure, which I think is really important, I think structure can take an idea and make it into a story. That you have an idea, it's a good idea, and you need structure to develop that. I mean, it's almost impossible to write a good idea that's just the idea and developing the idea. I think it needs then to have this imposition of the framework of the structure. Within structure, I am really interested in sequence. What happens first? What happens next? What should come before something else? Such as if you're going to have a big betrayal scene. You know, we both write about relationships. So somewhere there might be a betrayal scene. One of them betrays the other. Is it better to have that before or after the point where they have to trust each other, you know, mm-hmm. which gives the highest dramatic impact in your story. And there's no one right answer, but that could be, here are the considerations you'd go into for putting it first, and here's the considerations for putting it later. Um, and so I'm real interested in sequence, which is very individual to your story, but there are um, there are considerations and elements you can look at to make a good decision about that. So uh, what... So given that we both are interested in structure and relationship, uh, I'm, I'm real interested in sequence. What don't we much like writing or discussing writing <laughs> about? Um, I, I know for me, the most difficult um, scenes or segments within a scene for me to write are what I call the minutia. Um, and so that there, you know, there might be this big, interesting... Uh, plot event that happens and then later there's another big interesting plot event um, that happens but there has to be you know there has to be some less uh, less interesting uh, things that happen in between to get the characters from point A to point B and to give the reader a breather yes so so you don't like the in between stuff no um, I would say for me, the hardest thing is always description and two different types of description. One is setting description. You know, she walked into the room and here's what it looked like. And I found all sorts of ways to kind of get around having to write that because for me, writing a paragraph of description takes longer than writing six pages of conversation. I, it's just grinding it out. It feels so mechanical. It's it's, And I'm not very visual, so I have you know, very little ability to sort of imagine a setting. And so what you said about thinking of setting as a character and there's an arc really could help me. What do I need to describe? 
oh, well, I need to describe how it was before mm-hmm. or something like that. That might help. The other thing that I'm terrible at describing is action. And not just the kind of big fight scene action, but actions like how he walked across the street yeah. <laughs> or how she got up out of her chair uh, and that sort of thing that, that um, it's really, even if it's only a sentence, I find hard to kind of say it in a way that isn't just a throwaway sentence and yet at the same time doesn't really call too much attention yeah, to no. itself. So, um, so that's, those are the, the description, whatever kind of description, I'm always having a hard, terrible time with it. And, um, and, but, but I'd say, uh, static or active, it doesn't really matter. I'm just really bad at both of those. So, and what are we good at? So what would you say you're good at? Um, I, I think that the, the, I think I'm good at, um, the like the the what you're talking about before the the sequence of events um in uh within the plot mm-hmm. um i'm trying to get better at um at dialogue um uh, I'm also I'm I mean, I mean there's a lot of things i'm trying to get better at <laughs> writing action is one thing i'm definitely trying uh to get um, to get better at, um, but also, uh, I think, I think I'm also at least decent at, um, figuring out what aspects to leave, uh, ambiguous, um, cause ambiguity is a, uh, a huge thing that I find very, very interesting. That's something we actually ought to do, uh, a podcast on is ambiguous, uh, scenes, but not ambiguous endings, especially. Mm-hmm. I would say that very subtly, I think I'm really good, or I'm trying to be good at, um, showing when the character is hiding something from the reader, or when the character is hiding something from him or herself. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of good at using body language and the way their thoughts you know, keep coming back to one subject and then veering away from it. And I think I'm pretty good at that. I think pe- readers can read my uh, scenes and know... Not necessarily what the character's concealing, but they know the character's concealing something. And the other thing I'm good at, because I've been an editor forever, is I think I'm good at sentences. I think every sentence I write, or at least when it's finally through all the revisions I do, um, is is serviceable. It does what it's supposed to do, but also I like to think has a little extra elegance or rhythm or something. I work real hard on sentences. Um, and uh, probably way too hard. That's one of those things that, you know, one reader out of a hundred thinks is important. But that one reader, I got that one. Uh, but uh, so I think that, um, so we, one of the things that I like, what you said is that what we're weak at is what we're working on. And mm-hmm. that's what we have to think, you know, it's not really a weakness, it's something you need to work on. Um, and so taking a more positive attitude. Um, okay, final thoughts. I guess my final thought is, I think all through the podcast, we're going to be positive. We think that story is something people can do. It's not like a film where you need $400 million in a Hollywood studio to do. Anyone can write a good story. Um, and uh, and there doesn't have to be anything specific about you. You don't need a college education. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to be well-connected. I think it probably really helps that you're a good appreciator of story. You're good, you read a lot or you see a lot of film or something like that, that you've been exposed 
and you're analytical about how stories work. But basically, I think we're going to be really positive and uh, say, if you think you can write, if you think you have a good idea, we think so too. We'll yes. help out. So what, what else do you, final thought? Uh, final th- thought, I mean, right now is like the best time um, to be writing. Um, you don't, you don't need a big publisher um, anymore. I mean, Kurt Vonnegut in a letter uh, to a, a class of kids who wrote him a letter, he uh, asking for advice. He advised them to to write just for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Write as if you're not going to show anyone. And when you're done, if you want to show people, uh, then do it. Um, but I mean that. I mean, I, I the reason I write is because I enjoy it. Um, I'm not trying to impress anyone else. Yeah, I think that there's when you've been writing a long time, as I have. This is not always the best advice, but the best advice for the first twenty years, perhaps, is write the book you want to read. You know, the the book you want to read, whether it's based on you know an old story or it's a brand new story. So, like, write the book you want to read. And nowadays, as you said, it's the best time to write. You have access to a billion people just who can read in the English language. Yes. And they all have Amazon Prime accounts. <laughs> uh, well, many of them do, not all of them. Uh, but this is a great time to do it. And, and so, you know, feel free and don't, don't... I think self-consciousness is a real problem with people who are starting to write because they think, who am I to write? You know, what, what do I... If you got a story to tell, you know, you want to read it, well, so will probably other people. Yes. When you get to that point. But don't think about those other people yet. No, I mean, but, I mean, look at... I mean, just look at some of the uh, seemingly very niche genres that, but that do have uh, uh, an audience. I mean, Yuri on Ice is one of the most popular animes last mm-hmm. year, and it's about two gay figure skaters. Um, yeah, or, and I, I I know someone who writes hockey romance. Talk about obviously <laughs> ice is very important yes. here, but uh, that now you know people are making livings writing in what used to be far far too small a market for any publisher to do. But now that we're not confined to print and paper, and now that we're not confined to bookstores, um, and it's so much easier to get together a group of people who are interested in whatever you're writing. What the heck? Go for it, yeah. you know? It's. Uh, I remember I went to a conference, and they were talking about BBW, which is Big Beautiful Women. Okay, Big Beautiful Women, shapeshifters. I, this is a genre, and apparently it's not only a genre, it's very popular. So, you know what? Your idea probably is, you got a big, as big a market as big, beautiful women shapeshifters. So, uh, so uh, this is a great time to write. It's a great time to uh, get in touch with readers. And, um, and so we'll be just uh, trying to help take your story ideas and make them into good stories. And uh, through, especially through the use of plot structure and character development. So uh, I think my final thought is, uh, you know, keep checking in and keep writing and uh, let us know if you have any questions. Any thoughts from you? Nope. Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll be trying to put up uh, one episode a week. And uh, if you sign up for our mailing list, uh, we'll let you know when that happens. Um, And our website is www.plotblueprintoneword.com. So P-L-O-T. B L U E P R I N T, plot blueprint, and you can see from that that we're really interested in structure, and form. Uh, so, so uh, just let us know if you're interested or have any questions. Mm-hmm.
thank you to Nick Weber and the Heartland Heretics for the intro and outro music. This is James Raisley. We'll be back next time to discuss another plot element. <laughs>